And then when you feel that old identity, that old mindset of, I'm not a person that eats this way. I'm, I never show up for workouts. I hate working out. I can't ever lose weight. Pause it and be like, okay, I'm willing to lose this identity. I'm willing to release it. I'm ready to become someone who can lose the weight. Cause this is like an important piece. If you feel very stuck and you feel like you've been stuck for a long time with weight loss. I am so glad you are here. Welcome to the Real and Uplifted podcast with Dorothy. I'm your host, walking you through all things real and unfiltered about being a woman, a mom, a wife, a business owner, reaching your fitness and health goals, whether it is losing weight, gaining muscle, or just feeling your healthiest and best in your body, as well as everything in between here to inspire you to make life just a little easier so you can live your dreams and feel uplifted one episode at a time. So let's get started. All right, welcome to today's episode. I am so grateful to have you here today. I cannot wait to talk about this because sometimes we think weight loss and living our best life is all about, you know, quick results, big results, And in fact, your results are never possible if you don't put the habits in place that are going to get you those results. So everything sort of begins as a belief, as a decision, as a thought in your mind that you have. And then the actions that you take daily, usually these are your habits, they build the results that you have. So if you don't like the results you have right now, if you don't like where you are right now, One, you might need different beliefs. You might need to start thinking about your goal and what you do want your results to be, but then you need to build habits that support those goals that will create a life that you love living and you're able to just live on autopilot. So today I want to talk to you about building habits, what to do to make them easier, the stages of building habits, pitfalls and roadblocks to look for. So that you can really make this year a year where you transform your life and it's not something short-lived where maybe you change for a week and then you're right back to what you were doing before. And the first thing I want to talk about is like how long it takes to build a habit. And a lot of times you'll see like 90 days to 120 days, 240 days, seven weeks, you know, give yourself a year. Like there's so many things out there, but if we're being really honest, the answer is forever. Forever, you will continually be building and tweaking your habits and your life and what you do. And there will be times where they feel easier and harder. But as soon as you stop doing it, it's not really a habit anymore, right? So there are always going to be times to get back out there and put these habits back into place. And I'll share some habits at the end that really help you with fitness and health and feeling your best as well. But I want you to take your mindset away from what I'm going to do for the next 75 days to lock in a habit. And like, this is a forever continual journey. And yes, spend the next 90 days building something like for clients that I work with in my group coaching program, like 90 days is the absolute minimum because it does take time and practice of implementing these to make them stick. And then a lot of clients move on to mastery to really master them for the long haul and make them stick. So don't be too hard on yourself if you're trying to change something and you've been doing it for a week. 
and maybe you aren't where you want to be yet and you're like, it still feels hard. Like that is okay. Let yourself be a learner, be someone in practice forever. Honestly, building a habit isn't like a flip of a switch where you just suddenly one day decide you're going to change and you change. Like it only becomes a long-term ingrained habit when you're able to practice it and help put it as part of your identity. Something I saw the other day on social media that like triggered me and I was like, no, that's not how you want to think about losing weight. There was something that was like, if it's not hard, it's not going to be worth it. So sometimes do the things you don't want to do to get the results you want. I'm like, one, like, okay, I see, I see what they're doing there. But honestly, you want to enjoy the habits that are part of your life. You don't want to have this mindset like, I've got to do things I don't want to do to get the results I want because guess what? You don't want to do them. They're not going to become habits. They're not going to become a part of your identity. So what I have seen work best for the women I work with is they build these habits, they go through these stages and the things that they're doing along the way Yes, it takes some work and some dedication to like think about it and look at things differently and make effort, but they feel good doing them. I just talked to a woman today who has, you know, two sick kids at home and they both miraculously went down for a nap at the same time. And she's like, I could have done some chores. I could have cleaned the house, but instead I I had scheduled a walk in later today and I just did, I went and I like did my walk on my treadmill while they're napping. And I felt so good. The work is always going to be there and making it a priority to focus on one, scheduling in the walk is amazing. But two, when you see the opportunity come up, be the sort of person who takes the opportunity to do the things that make you feel good, that can become your habits, that can become a part of your identity. So if we can change this narrative around You have to do things you don't want to do to get the results you want to. You get to do things that you want to do that feel good. You get to let those things become a part of your identity. And that is how you lock in the results you want. So the first thing we need to talk about when it comes to making building habits easier is your environment. This can be one, your living environment. If you don't have a dedicated space at your home for home workouts and you're trying to do home workouts, going to be a lot harder than if you know where your space is. And when I went, when my kids were little and I went from going to take classes to primarily working out at home, there were a few different areas that I tried. I tried right next to sort of their play mat where they could be entertained. I tried down like a long hallway area I have, which I still currently use to work out. Both times, like I made it like this is my spot at home. I work out in and I have like, you know, my basket with all my weights. I have a couple weights sitting out. I have a mat right there. Make it easy for yourself, your environment when it comes to your kitchen. I have talked about my husband and my struggle and battle over chips, but honestly, you don't want things that are your stress eating go to foods in easy, visible reach. You don't want like after Halloween, like we don't just leave the Halloween candy sitting out on the counter. Like it's in a bag under a cabinet 
And my kids, like, they still know where it is and they still ask for a piece like daily for a while, but it's not sitting out. It's not like the first thing that they have right when they come home from school. It's not like they walk into the kitchen and that's the first thing they grab. So put the foods that you want to eat, one, get them, have them in your house, make them easy. Please, please, please. If you know you're not, I'm laughing because I have a squash in my fridge right now that my husband's like, what are we doing with this? Are we just like, and I'm like, look, I had the best of intentions. I was going to cut it up and roast it. I'm just not at a phase in my life right now where that comes easily to me, where there's like a time when it's like, okay, this is the time I prep veggies for dinner. I haven't built that into my schedule. So right now I am a person who has bag salads and has frozen veggies that are pre-cut or occasionally I buy fresh pre-cut veggies and I use those. So think about what's realistic for you. How can you make it easy? How can you set your environment up for success? And then the third thing that I think sometimes we don't think about when it comes to our environment is our social circles. If your social circles are people, you know, constantly dieting or eating foods that maybe aren't going to help you get closer to your goals or constantly, you know, going out for happy hour instead of going out for like a walk or playing pickleball or something like that. You're like, if you're at a gym, you'll notice that a lot of people who go to the gym regularly, like, you know, even if, and I am personally more of an introvert, like there are a few people I know at the gym, I see them regularly and it's like a head nod and a hey. I'm not having like deep, long conversations. I want to get in and out with my workout. But if you're in an environment where you're going to the gym regularly and like that's part of your environment, the other people there are also working towards their health and fitness goals. And you're, even if you're not like best friends with them, you're in community with an environment of people and it's going to be easier to keep showing up for yourself. Um, my clients, I like to think with being inside of my app or being inside of the Lyft library, like they're in community with me. They're in an environment with other women who are you know, going through a lot of the same struggles, but still showing up after those missteps. So having social circles, whether it's online, whether it's in person, being in an environment with other people who also care about their health is an important piece to make building habits easier. And you can be a leader. Like you can be the trendsetter here. Perhaps people thank you for it. Perhaps people like don't get where you're going and maybe you reevaluate that. There's no right or wrong here. The second thing that makes building habits easier, you enjoy the process. A lot of people would enjoy losing 10, 15 pounds. Like that'd be great, but they don't enjoy the things that they have to do to get there. The people who are the most successful, they enjoy the process. They find satisfaction over eating whatever they're having for breakfast and having protein in it. They enjoy the process of entering their food in their MyFitnessPal and like seeing how it's getting them enough fiber for the day or how like they can have those cookies at night because they see that like it's not throwing them off their target. And again, MyFitnessPal, just a tool. I have a whole podcast episode coming up on this. Not a forever thing. They enjoy the process. I think I'm thinking about like my clients, like something I build in for them is, you know, having that daily checklist on what habit they're focused on, did they do it or not, their workout inside of their app, just to be like, yes, I did this, checking it off the list for themselves. 
like that satisfaction. They enjoy the process of getting the workout in and being like, wow, I feel so good after the workout or I noticed my sleep is so much better or I had more energy today. I got a workout in like this is feeling good. They enjoy the process. All of these pieces put your priority on finding joy in the process. The immediate satisfaction after doing it, for me, working out, it feels good. It makes me happy. It feels good. The music is good. The movement is good. Feeling strong in my body is good. I enjoy the process of working out so much that it's a very, very easy habit for me to do. Now, I want to say if you're starting out with workouts and you're not good at them yet, or you don't feel good at them yet, or they feel really hard, or you're struggling and questioning, am I doing this right? Or this doesn't feel, you know, am I targeting the right muscle? It's okay to be a beginner. It's okay to have it be hard in the beginning and to still find parts of it that you like or parts of it that you can find yourself getting stronger. Or maybe then it is the, wow, I'm checking it off my list and I did a workout three times this week. That's awesome. That feels good. So just know that sometimes when you're a beginner, it's hard and that's okay. Don't quit just because you're a beginner. Everything's hard before it's easy. And then number three, the third thing that makes building habits easier is you're consistent. So with workouts, for example, if you haven't been working out, I wouldn't start by saying, I'm going to work out five days this week. It's hard to be consistent on that. You might be consistent one week and then the next week you're not. And then you're restarting and you're stopping and you're restarting. And you're constantly feeling like a person who isn't consistent. And that becomes like a part of your identity. You want your identity to be like, I'm so consistent with working out X number of days, whatever is doable for you. I always like saying I work out at least however many days because you want to be consistent with what you're doing. I'm so consistent with always having my water bottle with me and drinking water wherever I go. I'm so consistent with my breakfast and I have like two different breakfasts that I love that have protein and I'm always getting that in. Find what you can be consistent with. You don't have to be consistent with everything. You don't have to be perfect and do all or nothing. It's about finding the small things that you can be consistent with. Like, hey, I'm consistent with going for a walk at least once a weekend. That's awesome. And then build upon that. So moving on to the stages of building. At the start, and I talked about this with workouts, it's uncomfortable. You know, the things you can do, reduce how big it is, make it as easy as possible. You want as little friction or resistance as possible. So again, if you don't have a good space to go work out, if you haven't sort of thought about what you're going to do when you get to the gym, if a piece of equipment's used, like changing your order, less resistance equals more success. So, so often we get super excited. We're like, yes, can't wait to do this. I'm all in, like, can't wait, let's go. And maybe we even write it out. And when we're living in this highly motivated, excited state, it is so easy to do all the things. But I want you to ask yourself, like, what can I achieve even on the worst days to build momentum, to show up, to establish the habit? Those are your goals. Those are your actionable goals that I want you to take and build. Can you do more? Yes, do more on the days you feel better. But stop skipping any workout because you couldn't do 30 minutes. 
stop skipping going for a 10-minute walk because you couldn't go for an hour walk. Ask yourself, what can I achieve on my worst days? And then do those things. Can you drink your water? A lot of these things I outline for clients or in my course, just with the ones that are the most important. So after that initial, like being uncomfortable, reflecting, thinking about what needs to change and what you want to do, making it as easy as possible. The second stage is you start to see some rewards from your actions. It starts to get a little more enjoyable. You start to be like, okay, I'm feeling stronger. Okay, the scale's starting to trend down. You know what? I just automatically grab these things for breakfast. You start to feel good. And there are other benefits that start to make it easier to show up because you're like, it just feels good. And you're like, of course, I want to keep doing this. I feel better when I do these things than when I don't do these things. Again, it's not about like all of a sudden you're down 20 pounds and you're like, all right, it's the habits. Let me keep keep them going. Because honestly, if you woke up tomorrow and you were 20 pounds lighter, but you didn't do the work needed to establish the habits to maintain that 20 pounds of weight loss, it wouldn't matter one week from now. So start to see your rewards in your actions. Start to feel good doing them. And then the third stage is like, this kind of feels like part of my identity. Yes, you want the benefits, of course, but what you really connect with is who you are when you're just being yourself and you feel good, you're being the person you want to be, and all of these habits are a part of what makes you feel good. You're the person who goes out and like looks for something on the menu that has some more protein and some fruits and veggies because you know you're going to feel good. And this takes time, right? There's no set time. You're not behind. If you feel like you should already be there, you've been working on it for so long. There are always tweaks you can make to your workouts, to your eating, to diet mentality as a whole. But if this is resonating with you, that it has to feel good to become a part of your identity, like that's a great shift just right there, just from listening to this podcast. Some roadblocks I want to share with you. I have seen this from working with clients. I have seen this from talking to women who were not ready yet to work together. The tighter you cling, you hold on to your current identity, the harder it is to create new identities. You can't become who you want to be if you're so attached with who you currently are. And one past client comes to mind every time we checked in, it was, and one like, The women I work with are amazing. It is so brave to try to change your identity and who you are being to get the results that you really want. And it's hard and it's okay to be hard. And her story is something I think a lot of people probably go through. And I want to say like, it's even harder probably if you're going through it without a coach. But every time we spoke, it was like, nothing works for me. This isn't working for me. I can't lose weight. And I'd be like, well, what's a positive? And she'd be like, oh, I got a flurry at McDonald's or, oh, I I ate this food and I didn't feel as guilty for it. And it's like, one, you got to recognize like that is a win, if you, especially if you used to be operating from extreme guilt and shame around eating food, like moving out of that and overcoming that is sometimes a huge first step to start eating from a different energy and to create different results. But two, one of the things we started to work on wasn't going to being a person who suddenly says, 
all right, I'm a person who can do this with ease. I'm a person who loses weight. I'm a person who always shows up for my workout. It was moving to a place of, all right, I'm willing to believe that this will work for me. I'm willing to believe that I can lose the weight. I'm ready to step into a new identity where I am losing weight and doing things that make me feel good. So just allowing yourself to look at what you're holding onto so tight. And it's not like I'm changing overnight. It's like, okay, I'm willing, I'm ready to let these things go. I'm willing, I'm ready to change, to create this. And then when you feel that old identity, that old mindset of, I'm not a person that eats this way. I'm, I never show up for workouts. I hate working out. I can't ever lose weight. Pause it and be like, okay, I'm willing to lose this identity. I'm willing to release it. I'm ready to become someone who can lose the weight. Cause this is like an important piece. If you feel very stuck and you feel like you've been stuck for a long time with weight loss, the other roadblock is we are so, so results focused. And we're never process focused. Again, to really make these habits, you've got to focus on the process. You've got to reflect on what you're doing, of what your habits are, of what you can change, what you have direct control over, what is actually going to help you get there. And when we make vision boards, you know, our vision boards just have the end result, the trip to Italy on it. It doesn't have, we're never putting like the airplane flight or, the planning process or the books about Italy. When we're talking about weight loss, like we're just thinking about like, okay, my goal this year is to lose 40 pounds. And maybe you put up some pictures, maybe you put up a swimsuit picture, maybe you put up an old picture of yourself. I've heard about women doing this on a vision board or like even on their fridge. But instead, like we should include on our vision board, like images of people working out, images of beautiful, delicious salads, images of walking on the beach, images of going for bike rides, all of these things that are more process focused. Because, you know, whenever we see headlines, the catchy headlines are going to be something like how she lost 100 pounds or women loses, you know, 20 pounds in three months. No one's going to write a headline like woman showed up and did a workout when she wasn't feeling motivated. Like no one writes about those little small things day in, day out. And so we sort of feel like not really important, but I'm telling you the process is everything. The results are only a a result because you did the work. And then the fourth is a habit must be established before it can be improved. If you're only worried about like how far you can run, how heavy you can lift, and maybe you're not even running and you're like, okay, I want to run a 5K. Like you've got to build in incremental runs to train for that longer run. If you're not working out as at all and you're like worried about what workouts you're doing and are you doing it right or wrong, you know, it's just showing up and choosing a couple movements to do. I mean, really also the lift library that I've created has made this very, very simple with what workouts to do each week. The point here is you want to just master the art of showing up. So often it's like, okay, I want to eat totally clean and everything you eat is like processed and you go out for fast food like three times a week. That's going to be really hard to get to. Like, why don't you just become a person who maybe just makes one switch? Like, oh, I grab an apple instead of a bag of chips for a snack. 
So start establishing these small habits and then build upon them. Immediate progress, positive feedback helps. Video games are experts at this. You know, if you've ever played Mario, you hear the little cha-ching as you hit that coin box. You feel that like immediate satisfaction. You want to build in some of those immediate like positive feedback things. And if it's not from yourself, if you're not able to be like, wow, great job, me, or like, check it off your list. Like, that's why being in community, working with someone who's going to support you in that positive way and acknowledge those positive things you're doing is so helpful. So if you have found this helpful, I would love it, love it, and be overjoyed if you shared it with just one friend who perhaps, like I talked about, being in community with other people working on positive things can be helpful. So if you're working on something for yourself, the greatest gift you can give others is share what you're doing and what maybe has helped you and see if they're interested in like being a positive support system for you. Feel free to share on social media, share with just one friend. Before we go, something I am loving is finding something else to say besides like, how are you when we see someone? Literally, like the other day I saw mom and we were walking in passing and we're both like, oh, hey, how are you? And literally, like, I think we both said, how are you? We didn't even listen to the answer. We just like kept moving. But I'm working on changing. And again, this is like a habit. I feel like I'm always like, hi, hi, how are you? And there's nothing wrong with that if you have time to actually listen. But I think so often we just expect someone to be like, good, good. Like we're not, we don't really have time for that, like deep talk. So like, oh, I'm trying to work on shifting to oh, hey, I hope you're having a great day or, oh, so good to see you. Something simple like that is just what I'm working on because when I ask, how are you? I want to be able to like really listen and take it all in. And that's it. I hope you enjoy this episode and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to The Real and Uplifted Show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening. And as always, if you especially enjoyed this episode, leaving a review or sharing with a friend is the kindest way to pass this on and uplift others. If you're curious about anything from today's episode and ready to move closer to your goals, make sure you check the show notes for some fun bonuses. And to continue the conversation, shoot me a message on Instagram or Facebook at Dorothy McGatlin. Talk to you soon.